Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. The baseball game is over. It's time for the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show with Tim Allen on The Fan. It is a final from Cleveland, the game and the series. Yeah, and the results are not good. A 4-1 to one Brewers loss, and uh, they lose two out of three. They lose this ball game last night in heartbreaking fashion, and they lose two of three to the Cleveland Indians as the road trip continues after an off day tomorrow into Detroit. So you're always looking ahead a little bit. Uh, Brewers fall to 18-21, and 21, back to three games under five hundred, and this one again, and there's there's no big hits. I would say there's no offense. There's a little bit of offense, but there's no big hits. There's no clutch hits. There's no clutch gene in these guys at all the last couple of nights. I mean, leaving a small city of base runners on base here. In this game, last night without golden opportunities, and it's not just you know coming up with a three-run homer every once in a while. It's it's getting the bases loaded and uh, either none out or one out and you end up yeah you end up hitting the pay window you score a run and then it just shuts off like a sieve. I mean you tell me I I really question Craig Council on this one I I gotta say we'll get to that in just a second here but I I gotta question Craig Council in a couple of these moves I'm not saying that's why he lost I mean your guys got to step up and get some hits once in a while. You get Bieber on the ropes here, and you can't take care of him. You work his pitch count up. I mean, you're doing some things right, certainly not early on, but you know, mid-game, second, third time through, you're getting to this guy, and you're getting base runners. No element of surprise at all. Again in today's ballgame, two Cleveland Indians squared to bunt. Not in a sacrifice situation. I'm not even going there. I'm not even going to argue uh, the the saber metrics of baseball bunting or sacrifice bunting or no sack bunting. I'm just saying bunting for a base hit. Change it up a little bit. Element of surprise a little bit. First and third, one out. You got a bat in your whoa. They they laid down a bunt really, and the ball gets rifled down the right field line because of the element of surprise. There is no creativity with Craig Council right now offensively. It is by the book. It is by the book. He's going matchups. Did you happen to see the starting lineup today? This, I will say this. This seemed like a Sunday lineup in the middle of May. That's, that's, what, it, that's what it seems like to me. I mean, I get the Abisail Garcia uh, uh, injury. If he's a little too, um, 
If he's a little too dinged up to go, then he can't go. I get that. Did someone make a rule that Ryan Braun can't play two games in a row? He's running around in the outfield last night, running around, uh, legging out a triple last night. There was no indication, no reports at all that Ryan Braun is hurt. Well, (laughs) you could say Ryan Braun is always hurt these days. What is it? What is it? A day game after a night game? Is that it? You can't play him two games in a row, but he can pinch hit like most of the time. Is he hurt or is he not? It would explain a lot if, if we heard he was. Sam Schmitz is here as well. Wouldn't, wouldn't we feel better as fans if we knew that kind of that uh, the reason? All right, guys, here's the deal. He's, he's been hurt all year. Would that, would that make things a little bit better? Oh, for sure. And, and I think it would just help the teams like, hey, if you're not good to go, we either got to put you on the IL or something and bring up somebody. Because I think at this point, if he can't play not every day, but maybe two out of three games in a series, I think he's just hurting the team at this point. Yeah, I would take Keon Broxton up here. Honest to God, I would. Then this in again, out again deal with him. I don't understand it. I, I just maybe he's hurt. And and again, I'll I'll back down once I hear that then. But right now, if you're on the roster, then you should be able to play. Or you're going, as Sam said, to the IL, and after ten days, you are going to play. Once you're activated, this is a game that Ryan's Bra- Ryan Braun's bat would have impacted in some way, shape, or form. I'm convinced of that. A two-to-one nip-and-tuck ball game, traffic all over the base pass, and Ryan Braun would have been right in the thick of that, right in the middle. Yet he leads off the ninth inning down three with nobody on. You tell me, Craig. Please. That's amazing. It's almost like you're trying something that would be the opposite. I mean, Tyrone Taylor should not have had a bat in his hand with runners aboard, game on the line. Your offense struggles anyway. Why would you wait for the game to get out of control? Do it then. Fifth and sixth inning. Garcia's, you know, it's a little bit different. The hamstring, hey, they're, they're tricky. I, I know all about hamstrings. It is tricky. But uh, Brett Anderson deserved a better fate in this one. I can tell you that. He gets a little run support. He probably goes six or seven innings of work today. That's your Chevy MVB. Brought to you by Chevy. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealers or at WisconsinDriveChevy.com. Uh, let's get into our game recap here. First inning, Brewers 1-2-3. Get used to that early. And it figures once they, they have Shane Bieber on the hill, then you. I know the Cleveland Indians' defense is pretty good, really good, actually. But Keston here robbed of a double in that first inning. Bieber doesn't need any help here. Uh, Anderson, after one out, walks a man. One out later with two outs, a run-scoring double. Brewers trail again after one inning, one zip. Brewers in order. I told you, get used to that. One, two, three, six up, six down. Uh, To the bottom of the second inning, Anderson. One, two, three, nicely done. Into the third inning, one zip. One, two, three, now nine up, nine down. Uh, All three strikeouts, by the way. Horrible call on Jace Peterson. The umpires over this weekend were... I don't know. 
I don't know what's going on. Sam, you brought up a point off the air that maybe umpires missed their spring training too. Is that is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, because, I mean, every game I watch, if I'm watching MLB Network, it's not just the Brewers, whoever they play. It's every division, every territory and all that. These umpires are just off this year. And I, I don't get it. Like, do they need, like, spring training time like these players do? I didn't think they did until this year. They're bad. They're, they're just having a bad year, for sure. And there's a lot of people having a bad year. Uh, so uh, we go to the uh, third inning, bottom half. Uh, one zip at that point. Uh, Anderson, scoreless, bottom of the third inning. Christian Yelitz with two outs in the fourth inning. Nice battle. Working that pitch count up on Bieber. Draws a two-out walk. Vogelbach breaks up a no-hit bid in the fourth inning. Um, 69 pitches to that point. Lando grounded out in that fourth inning to end it. Um, one zip to the bottom of the fourth inning. Uh, Anderson gives up a run on a couple of base hits in the bottom of the fourth to extend the lead to two zip right there into the fifth inning. Now, you know your offense is struggling by this point. Brewers get after Bieber in the fifth inning. Leadoff base hit by Urias, followed up by a base hit by Jace Peterson. First and third him now. Here we go. First opportunity. Ryan Braun, anybody? It's the fifth inning. First and third with nobody out, down two against Bieber and the Indians. Craig, really? Tyrone Taylor with a bat in his hand. First and third, nobody out against Bieber. Mid-game, knowing your offense, knowing full well your offense struggles and has struggled and probably will continue to struggle the remaining 21 games. Ryan Braun doesn't have a bat in his hand right there for Tyrone Taylor. Shame on that move right there. That, to me, is the turning point in this thing. Ben Gamble moves over to center field. Ryan Braun goes to right. Pretty simple. If you didn't want Ryan Braun to play defense, he pinches, uh, pinch hits for Tyrone Taylor right there. And Jace Peterson goes to right. Ben Gamble goes to center. Problem solved. I mean, I, I don't understand. Jed Jerko inserted to first base. I don't understand where the move wasn't right there. There's your turning point with Great Lakes Dragway, uh, the legendary Great Lakes Dragway turning point. Uh, you can check out all the track rental and event details at greatlakesdragway.com. So what happens to Taylor? Um, well, nothing. He struck out. Okay. But then, see, this, this, is, this is how you put the ball in play, and sometimes good things happen. Check this out, the lone highlight. And this one up the middle, and it's fumbled. Everybody's going to be safe, and the Brewers are going to get their first run of the game. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. He got a curveball, able to shorten up, put the ball in play, a base hit for Jacob Nottingham, and the Brewers do cash in. That's a good at bat by Nottingham. Not trying to do too much with that pitch. That was off the plate. Rolls it right up the middle. I'm not sure if Hernandez catches it clean initially if they're not able to turn a double play, but he was not. Hit, error, then hit again, from what I understand. We'll have to double check that. But I think they uh, finally settled on a base hit RBI for Jacob Nottingham right there. First and second, one out, one in, two to one. Ben Gamble with a base hit to load the bases right there. Just the one out and one in for Keston Hira and Christian Yelich. Bieber, back up against the ropes. You're popping him a little bit. You're giving him some paper cuts here. And you got him. You got him right where you want him. 
your two three hitters, your two best hitters in this lineup. Nothing you can do here. There's no Ryan Braun to save the day here. There's only Keston Hira and a strikeout. And there's only Christian Yelich and a strikeout. On three pitches for Yelly. Christian, get it together, please. I mean, this is this is just venting everything today. Get it together, dude. Really? You look really bad on about half your at-bats. You really do. The body language looks awful. You're swinging at pitches you have no business swinging at. You're getting duped in every way, shape, and form in half your at-bats. Sorry. That's the way it is right now. It's between your ears right now. It's, it's clear that it's between your ears right now. Clear your head. Get it together. Four hits in the inning and one run. <laughs> only the Brewers' offense. <laughs> I'm telling you, only the Brewers' offense. So they're down 2-1 to one into the bottom of the fifth, but they're crawling back in this thing, right? Anderson shut down inning in the fifth inning. Bieber gone after five. You chased him. Ten strikeouts, however, for Shane Bieber. Uh, the one run on four hits. Brewers back at it. More traffic in the sixth. Leadoff walk to Vogelbach. They end up with runners at the corners, but cannot come through. Two to one to the bottom. We don't want to see Ryan Braun in the sixth inning again, Craig. You get a stay of execution on the wrong move in the fifth. And the very next inning, you're, you're going ahead and letting uh, the likes of, uh, and who I like, by the way, Jace Peters, uh, but Jacob Nottingham. And are you kidding? Twice? They get to Anderson in the sixth inning. You knew it was done then. They leave uh, five, let's see, five base runners on in the two innings, fifth and sixth. And there was just wind out of the sails right there. You knew they were done. Second and third, uh, walking a double off Anderson in the sixth, nobody out. And uh, that's when uh, Craig makes the, makes the move. I'm, I'm sorry. There's another move he didn't make here. <clears throat> Second and third, it's two to one. You know your offense struggles. You cannot give up really any more runs. Let's face it, because that's an uphill climb. So you play your infield up with second and third. Instead of intentionally walking a guy, loading the bases, playing your infield middle so they can at least be available for the force at the plate or the double play. If you've got to go the double play route, okay, fine. you got to give up the run, but you get the two out. But you go middle, you go to pinch the runner at the plate. Uh-uh. Play the infield up. And what happens? A base hit because the infield was up. Yeah, that makes it 3-1. to one. Uh, Anderson's day is done at that point for Yardley. Runners at the corners, one in, nobody out. Now what do you do with your infield? <laughs> don't you now want to come in and now you stay back for the double play you get the double play but you give up the run it's completely twisted around hate those calls hate those calls i think you're dealing with a different team here you're dealing with a ball game that swings in the fourth, fifth, and sixth innings, Craig Council, and I don't think he's used to doing it that way. And I, I'm, I'm just saying, by now he should have figured it out. You know, there's 40 games in here, 39 games in here. The game's going to hinge mid-game for your baseball team. It's been doing that all year. you got to go for the win earlier. You have to. You're subjected to it. 
Deal with players out of position later on in the game if you have to. Deal with a pitcher batting if you lift the DH in the sixth or seventh inning. Deal with that later, but right now, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh inning, your, your game is on the line right there. This is a huge loss, guys. It is. It's, 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 it's larger because clearly there was an opportunity to win this game. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, let's see. Uh, they don't score. Yelich strikes out in that seventh inning, by the way. They do get a man on. Yelich with three, three strikeouts in this game. Lindblom makes an appearance out of the bullpen. That's very telling. What did we talk about his last uh, outing, his last start? Can't start him anymore. You can't, you can't afford to start him anymore with a 646. Okay, good move. Might as well help, help out out of the bullpen. Nothing for the crew in the eighth. Rasmussen in, a couple of walks and a hit, load the bases, gets a couple of outs, however. Council goes to Claudio, uh, gets out of that, keeps it 4-1 to one into the ninth inning. And there's Ryan Braun. There's a Ryan Braun sighting, not in the fifth with runners on, certainly not in the sixth with runners on, but in the ninth inning with nobody on, down three. Okay. What a clutch moment for the clutch gene. He does end up getting a base hit, by the way, too. <laughs> there's your final as the Brewers fall in game three of this three-game set, four to one to final. We're going to hear from Craig Council coming up. We're going to hear from Brett Anderson coming up. That dude deserved a better fate, I'm telling you. Gives, give this guy some run support, and he, and he pitches. Uh, the other move made was m- m- made before the game even started. You get a ground ball pitcher, and you put your worst defensive second baseman in there today in Keston Hira. Now, it didn't haunt him. But just the move itself. Anderson is a ground ball pitcher. One of the highest ground ball percentages in all of baseball. One of the worst second basements defensively in all of baseball. And Keston Hira gets to start at second. When clearly he could have DH'd. Vogelbach, you're going to have to play first base. Gamble moves to center. Jace Peterson, who you should like, should have been in right. That should have been your lineup today. Wow. Rough day at the office for Craig Council, in my opinion. So, Baby Shade and Blind post game show. We'll be back on the fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind post game show. It's time for the Gene Wagner Plumbing Are You Kidding Me? moment of the game on the fan. Gene Wagner Plumbing, celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to genewagnerplumbing.com. You know, it takes a little while to settle down after a game in which I think was mismanaged. And, and you know, I, I think Craig Council is a really good manager. He ultimately will be a great manager. I completely disagree with several moves in this game, and they all just seem to happen in this game. Most, most of them in the game. One of them prior to the game. Well, maybe two. You could probably say two. One is Keston Hira playing second base with a ground ball pitcher out there. I just, that one, it just struck me as weird. It's, you know, the lineup come out at 8.30 this morning or so or whatever it was, and 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 you look at it and you're just head-scratching, like, okay, Jace Peterson is playing first when Vogelbach is completely capable of playing first base. I'm not saying he'll be good defensively, but capable. Maybe Maybe even more capable than an outfielder. Maybe a, 
a mediocre first baseman might just play first base better than a, an outfielder. Because you saw that happen late in the game, eighth inning, I, I believe it was, where there was a it's a tough play for for a first baseman that knows the position. But do you let the second baseman take the ground ball, or do you go for it and and the second baseman, you know, flips behind you over to first, or the pitcher covers? I mean, that's a that's a tough call. But nonetheless, I think that a mediocre defensive first baseman is a little more experienced than a Jace Peterson there. So that's that's one of the moves. So it takes you a while to settle down. And a couple of times with Tyrone Taylor a bat in his hand and, and Ryan Braun doesn't. Someone, I just I'm just so curious about this. Maybe he is hurt, and I get it. I would fully understand it. Hand in air, I'll admit, and 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 really say that you know you handled him the best you could based on the situation. But it doesn't really appear that way to me. It just doesn't. It doesn't seem like that's the way it is. Are you kidding me? Moment of the game with Gene Wagner plumbing before the game lineup. During the game, uh, mismanagement, in my opinion. Where you, where you uh, plant your defense in a game, I understand you're being aggressive defensively. And you're playing the infield up, second and third, and, uh, and nobody out there. And you're already down in the game. I get, and that that's might be his response, if he's even asked. I doubt anyone's going to ask him about his infield placement. Um. But that's just nerdy stuff that I get into. I'm walking the guy. I'm playing middle. I want a shot. If it's a ground ball right at me, I want that runner at the plate because I'm down one against the Indians. They're really good. My offense is really bad. And if it's not a a sharp grounder right at somebody, at least I'm turning a double play. I'll give up the run right there. Okay, I'm only down two there, but there's two outs. I avoid the beginning right there. You play your defense up with second and third and nobody out. Makes it a little bit easier for a base hit, and that's exactly what happened. Game was, you could say in theory the game was lost right there based on this offense. There's the are-you-kidding-me moment. Several of them all posted in there. All right, uh, so they lose today. They go to 18 and 21, just 21 games remaining here. Uh, maybe some good news. Uh, who did the Cubs play today, Sam? They played the Cardinals, but at 6 o'clock tonight. Oh, okay, so maybe some good news in that, you know, maybe it'll be bunched up a little bit more. We, we sort of want the Cardinals to win that game. You do, as your pennant race now. Is it a pennant race officially now, 21 games? A lot of people are saying from the start. A lot of people saying doing the math, saying three games for every one. Okay, fair enough. I think everybody can can agree that at the twenty game mark, we're at twenty one, but twenty game mark, then it's fair to meet in the middle that it's game on. Everything everything counts. This is why it's upsetting to me these types of losses. I'd rather lose eight to one. Honest to God, I would. Just run away with it. Be done with it. But this kind of game that you know you're in it, I don't know where the – it's such an elusive thing for this Brewers offense right now. We're going to check runners in scoring position in just a little bit. But the, the team offensive numbers have not been good all year. We know that. So you're going to have to deal with what you have. Well, that being said, doesn't that mean you make decisions as a manager 
based on what you've got? To me, it does. It means you have to make those decisions based on the track record of what you have here. I don't think a a case in point is today to point to to say that Craig Council is managing what he's got properly here today. It's just today. Hey, the other day I gave him full credit. What an amazing, that's why he's paid the big money and I'm not. But in this case, I'm going to disagree with him. There's a lot of managers. I will say this. There's a lot of managers that would have done things differently today. And that means there's a basis for debate on this. It's not Tim being a know-it-all on this. Not at all. Not at all. That's a great thing about baseball. There's different philosophies and strategies that they're both right. And this one, I have pretty strong opinion on this one. Someone please ask, was Ryan Braun healthy to play this baseball game? A two-to-one game against Bieber would have, could have, maybe should have made the difference in this one. I like Tyrone Taylor. I, yep, it's a great story and had to pass the pass up the Federal Express uh, job last year, got called up, and, you know, the whole nine yards. I like him. I like his uh, promises to be a pretty good baseball player too. Right now, season sort of on the line here. Every situation, every game, didn't like that move at all. Didn't, didn't like that at all. When Ryan Braun comes up in the ninth with nobody on, <laughs> down three to lead off the inning. All right. Good to see you, Ryan. Good to see you, Brawny. Nice to see you can play. Uh, we're going to hear from Brett Anderson. That, that, there's your Chevy MVB for sure. We're going to hear from him. We'll check out the uh, numbers. Sam's going to do the box score again. We've noticed a pattern. We're superstitious as baseball fans. And uh, we've noticed a pattern. You're 2-0 and after reading a box score when the Brewers lose that day, Sam. I'm not really proud of it, but it's something. <laughs> a little base hit now, kid. Hey, what do you say yeah. here? You you do bounce back with a victory, and so we're hoping that's the case. Brewers do have an off day tomorrow. I need to get to Craig Council coming up. We need to get to Brett Anderson coming up. We need to get to those numbers on the way, 414-799-1250. If you want to jump in here, Mm, good news and bad news about the Milwaukee Bucks. That's coming up as well. It's the Baby Shade and Blind postgame show here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on the fan. Yeah, uh, so somewhat surprising. Well, maybe not that the uh, manager of the Brewers didn't speak very long after this one. So we'll hear from manager Craig Council in just a little bit, uh, a couple minutes here. And uh, it's a 4-1 to loss here in game three of this three-game weekend set. At the end of the day, the dust settles with just 12 runs scored in the series for the Brewers' offense. He averaged that out. I I know. Um, it's it's right back down into a pretty bad offense, and and they are. So you got to work with that. And I just disagree with some of the moves that Craig Council made today. I'm not going to uh, beat that dead horse, but uh, they lose today 4-1 the final. Now the good news: the Bucks playing well. The bad news, Sam, they're doing it without Giannis because he, he will not return. No, he was ruled out at halftime with a right ankle sprain, according to Malik Andrews. But, hey, give him credit. Uh, ever since Giannis went out, they played well before the end, end of the half, and they're up 63-62 halfway through the third. Okay, so they're staying in this thing. You're going to have to win that thing with grit and, and just gut and guile and 
just with some heart in there. That's just the only way you're going to have to stay alive for the Bucks. Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. That's going to follow uh, that game right there. So stick around for that. Sparky will be in. And could it be the, uh, I don't know, the farewell for the Milwaukee Bucks? We're going to find out within an hour here. So stick around for Sparky and uh, talking some basketball. Right now, we will get to a Brett Anderson coming up in just a little while. I wonder what he has to say. Very uh, candid Brett Anderson. The more uh, we move along here, uh, the more we're learning about Brett Anderson, and that is he says what's on his mind, that's for sure. We, we discovered that throughout the offseason once the Brewers had signed him, that uh, his Twitter account, very active, very opinionated, and a straight shooter. So wonder what he's got to say about this one. He did deserve a better fate uh, in the outcome of this ball game. But let's get to Craig Council after the loss. Craig, uh, in the fifth inning there, you guys obviously had things set up the way you you, you wanted. Uh, bases loaded, one out, and then Keston and Christian coming up and uh, just didn't pan out. Did you see that as kind of the turning point in the game for you guys? Yeah, I mean, that was our that was our big offensive chance. Um, you know, we got I mean, good pitcher on great pitcher on the mound, but but our he was at a hundred pitches, and and uh, you know we had made him really work that inning, um, and we got our two three hitters up, and he uh, he made some good pitches. It seemed like how the- much of that went back to the approaches on the fourth, Craig? Too, just like getting you know the walk and the hit, and just that was really where the pressure started. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, the story of this series was, you know, we just missed our opportunities. You know, we we, we put pressure on some in some innings, and um, we we just didn't we didn't cash in on opportunities, at least obviously in games two and three. So, um, you know, we we I thought we did a decent job against Beaver. You know, he was he was rolling through three, and then we we started getting some so a couple good at bats at the bottom of the order, really. Um, and um, you know we had the right right guys up there to, to as he was tiring to try to break it open a little bit and, and put a crooked number on it, but he, he made some very good pitches to get out of the fifth. To get to get him out of the game though after five, and then you weren't able to do much against their bullpen. What was was it just their bullpen's really effective, or y'all just not cashing in opportunities those last four innings or so? Or uh, I don't. I mean, uh, their bullpen did a good job. I mean we. Um, you know, we I don't think there was a one, two, three in there in there, but we did we didn't uh you know put put big stuff going on and so just not they're both did a nice job. What did you think of Brett's performance today overall? Uh I thought I thought Brett was good. Um you know the the in really the two innings that to me kinda hurt him is just you know the the walks to Ramirez, um, him him drawing walks and, and and coming around to score both times um, was really the stuff you might want back. The the single run they got in the, the fourth, I believe, we thought he made a really good pitch to um, I think it was Luplo got the base hit to the right side. So um, I think it was you know what he did what he usually does. Um, he was efficient. Um, you know, like the, the, just the walks to Ramirez were probably the ones that uh, that hurt. That was Josh's first chance out of the bullpen for you guys. Uh, what good inning? You know, two strikeouts. Did you like what you saw from him? Yeah, Josh did a nice job. I mean, I thought it was 
just a good setting to get him out there in. Um, and, and he was very aggressive. Like, you know, he is, he's kind of said, I'm just going to be aggressive. And I thought, he, I thought he executed a whole bunch of pitches. So it's nice. Well done. Is it possible we could see him again in that role against Detroit? Or would you like to stay away from him now? Um, no, no, you can, you can see him, yeah. Yeah. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to dive into the box score for today's game on The Fan. Brought to you by the Laborers International Union Local 113. Feel the power. On the web at liuna113.org. Well, at least I got a little something out of Craig Council there. That is Josh Lindblom, available out of the pen again. I'm not convinced that he will make another start this year. Next year, different story. I'm, I'm all for you know, him vying for a starting rotation spot and probably will have one. Uh, I have no problems with that. Uh, the other thing uh, he gave us a little snippet of, yes, it's true, a uh, story of this series, according to Council, was uh, not taking advantage. Uh, it's a missed opportunities offensively. And certainly we can all agree on last night's game and today's game. Nothing really bubbled up in conversation or question about you know, the Ryan Braun thing, uh, Tyrone Taylor. How about the Keston here in the starting lineup? Um, you know, when do you go with the pinch hitters? Uh, maybe a, a bigger question or um, would have been, you know, at what point do you feel the game is, is hanging in the balance? He has said, you know, with regards to his perspective on bullpen arms, Using the same philosophy, he says that, hey, the, the, the games, you can save a game in the sixth or seventh inning. They're just as important. Well, that being said, couldn't you use that same philosophy offensively? you got to take advantage because you can lose the game in the fifth, sixth, and seventh innings as well. I don't know. Just saying, just pointing that out. Let me, uh, before we get to the numbers, uh, Sam's going to do the box score here. Let's get into uh, Mike here. We'll get you on. Mike, Mike, you're on the Baby Shade yeah. and Blind postgame yeah. show. Sam, Sam, thanks for getting me on. I, I never doubted you. Uh, Braun first, is he active? No <laughs> doubt. You can never trade him. Unless you found a team that would only need him once a week. <laughs> and do, do you notice Budenhauser, Council, a lot of brain freeze in the bubble. You know, Maybe. Brain, and, you know, I hope Matt LaFleur does better. Uh, <laughs> Brewers lose, Bucks win, hopefully. But, hopefully. Uh, your, go, one more question. What, what's your opinion, Bucks going home tonight? Because I said last Wednesday that they'd be home tonight. But no, opinion? I think they're going to find a way to win this game. No. They're going to win it on gut alone. They're, they're, only a, they're down a point, and I will be – I'm glued to my chair, so – Hey, I always have a, good, have a good day off tomorrow. Yeah, thanks for that, man. That's uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, it is a. Uh, it's probably the first Labor Day that I've had off. I'm not kidding you guys. Um, probably in 15 years. I know the Brewers occasionally had the day off on Labor Day, like tomorrow, but I would be filling in on another show or something. I don't think I've had a Labor Day off in in 15 years. Wow. But thank you for that, Mike. All right, Sam Schmitz. Samuel Robert Schmitz. <laughs> okay, the reason you're going to read the box score and not me uh, is because uh, on a loss twice this year, I had you read it, we had you read it, right? And they bounced back with a victory the next day. 
Man. So, or the next game, whenever that might have been. So, we're going to try and do the superstitious thing here. Uh, not much going on with uh, with a big day offensively for the crew. No, unfortunately not. Leading things off for the Brewers today, we had Ben Gamble, one for three today. Did draw a walk. Mm-hmm. Keston Hira, 0 for four. He is batting 232 now. Christian Yelich, we all kind of know how that went today, 0 for three. Did draw a walk, but struck out three times. He is just batting over the Mendoza line at 201 now. Daniel Vogelback continues to rake, I guess. He goes one for three, did draw a walk, too. You know what? You wonder if, if Vogelbach is the spark offensively that, you know, he's going to be in the mix or in the middle of all these, you know, rallies or, or pivotal rallies in a certain portion of the game. I, uh, I think to add versatility, I'm not quite sure why he was pigeonholed as DH only. Didn't that strike you as strange when they acquired him? Not really. I, I, I knew what we were getting with him when we claimed him off of waivers and I'm, I'm totally okay with him being the DH and he's somehow already exceeded my expectations. I wasn't expecting much from Daniel Vogelbach. Well, I, I, I only say that because Sam, if you were on this roster, you, you'd play a little first base. I mean, he, he well, gave a laundry list of people to play first base, but right. yet Vogelbach was not one of them. I think Jerko has got to be your go-to everyday first baseman now at this point. That's just yeah, my opinion. He, he should have been in this ball game today. There's right. no, there's no question. Uh, Gamble should have been in uh, in center field, um, and he, uh, again, just uh, Ryan Braun should have been in this game. Jerko should have been in this game. Now is the time to roll the dice and gamble. I get reacting, and and you know you're not getting getting the production that that you want, but at some point you're going to have to go roll with your guys. That that Braun thing. We'll get back into that in just a bit. All right, in the fifth spot, Orlando Arcia today, 0 for 4, unfortunately. Luis Arias, 1 for 4 as well with a run, did strike out two times as well. Jace Peterson, 2 for 3 today, but didn't come up with anything else. Ryan Braun, the lone pinch hit a game. He went 1 for 1, but had nothing to show for it. Tyrone Taylor, 0 for 4, two strikeouts as well. Jacob Nottingham, 1 for 4 with an RBI as well. For the pitching side, Brad Anderson gets the loss. He's now 2-3 and three after five innings pitched on four earned runs on six hits and two walks and one strikeout. Eric Yardley, one inning, one hit, nothing to show for with a walk and a strikeout. Josh Lindblom gets in the action today. He went one inning, only two strikeouts for him. Drew Rasmussen, two-thirds of an inning, one hit, no earned runs, two walks, one strikeout. Alex Claudio finished the things up for the Brewers. One-third of an inning and nothing to show for the Brewers. Get one run on seven hits, no errors. Cleveland gets four runs on eight hits, no errors. Shane Bieber continues to make his bid for the AL Cy Young. He's now 7-0 after today's win. Five innings pitched, one earned run, and ten strikeouts. Also, Brad Hand gets the save for Cleveland. The Brewers are now 18-21. and Cleveland now 25-15. and Yeah, 21 games remain here this season, and, you know, they're starting to dwindle down here. Uh, three weeks uh, or so, three and a half weeks of baseball left, and and that's all you get. So, it's just, uh, I mean, I it just the losses are going to be tougher and tougher. I will I will say that they're in this thing. They are still in this thing, guys. They are, but you're going to have to come up with some uh, pretty creative ways to get some offensive numbers. Again, I'm not saying you have to adopt this philosophy moving forward in his managerial career, Craig Council. Now's the time to do a squeeze, to do a hit and run, to do a steal, to do something a little bit different. You have to scrape and scrap for runs. I know you want the big inning because you feel that that's what baseball is these days. And I would say in a normal season, yeah, 
I'm kind of acquiescing to that sentiment as well, that it's strikeout, walk, or home run, but not this year. Uh Uh-uh. Not this year. And not with that offense. And that's one of the main reasons why I say not this year. Not the 60 game. That isn't the main reason. The main reason is you can't score the way it is. You might as well manufacture three runs and see what happens outside those three manufactured runs. Try and manufacture two and see if you get a three-run homer on top of it. Manufacture one run and see if you get a two-run homer outside of that manufactured run. Those are just the cards you're dealt right now because this offense, and I don't like saying it, I hate saying it. They're bad. They're bad. I, I don't know if there's collectively a good part about them. Recently, I guess you could say they're walks. That's about the best I can come up with here recently. Overall, statistical information proves this out. It bears it out. And I hate saying it. So that being said, how do you manage a bad offense? Counts? That's not... I shouldn't say never... But he doesn't have a lot of experience managing a bad offense, does he? Certainly not in the last three years. It's been average or better in most all of those categories. Now, runners in scoring position has been an issue a little bit over the, over the few years. But for the most part, you, you know what I'm saying. He's never really had to manage bad offense. So how do you manage a bad offense? Put a lineup card out there, make it look nice and pretty and versatile and that's supposed to be some sort of elixir, a cure, that's not doing anything. It's really not. I want to see, the, I want to see squaring the bunts. I really do. That's going to tell me that he means business here. He hates doing it. He will, he's going to resist like an 8-year-old going to the dentist. It's not, it, he's going to resist right from the start. I think he's got to try something different in terms of the strategy part. Hit and runs. When do the Brewers hit and run? Sam, you watch almost every pitch of every Brewer game. I can't point out more than maybe three that I thought yeah. were hit and run calls. I think they tried it like once last week, but man, I'm like, I would be nervous if they tried to do it because I feel like that they're, with their luck, they would hit like a line out and then double up the runner at first or something. I just, I wouldn't trust it. <laughs> a strike them out, throw them out, double play. Yeah. No, but I mean, maybe it'll be a, a, a more aggressive path bat to ball. You know, maybe guys bear down a little bit, you know, knowing it's a hit and run. You can't leave that runner out there high and dry. You at least got to follow it off. I, you're right. I think it was once last week that we thought was a hit and run. Outside of that, I don't know if I remember too many others. I see it almost daily from the opponent. That tells you other managers believe in it occasionally. That's what I'm saying. It's a great debate. It really is a great debate. I, I wouldn't want to be a big league manager. I can tell you that. One of the last things I'd like to do in, in an alternate occupation. I wouldn't want to do that. So don't mistake my criticism of a particular strategy, philosophy, or game management with me wanting to do that because I feel I'm good at it. I don't want to do it. I'd be way too emotional. I don't know how these guys do it. They maintain their feet on the ground. It's pretty impressive. Honestly, it really is. We get all uptight and upset, and we want this, that, and the other thing. And sometimes we're right. That's the crazy thing about it is. You guys are right. We're right. I'm right sometimes. That's what's cool about this whole game of baseball, this sport as a whole. 
But the Brewers uh, come up empty today with the with the win. They're 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 down uh, three games under five hundred now. Eighteen and twenty one. Twenty one remain. Brett Anderson uh, started today. We're going to hear from Brett coming up. Uh, also, we'll uh, get you a preview of Tuesday's game. We also uh, bounce around the scoreboard a little bit, see just exactly what kind of position the Brewers are in. It's a Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Bucks in play right now. Sparky, pick and save pro who's postgame show coming up after the Bucks. Hopefully, victory over the Heat. We'll be back on the fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to go inside the clubhouse to hear what the players are saying after today's game. On the fan. It's brought to you by Windows Select. Right now, buy one and get one free. Plus, no payments until 2021. Call Windows Select today at 262-703-3500. You know, a lot of people doubted when the Brewers signed left-hander Brett Anderson, and then a lot of people doubted him early on in the season when it was not uh, it wasn't real redeeming uh but you know what he has really turned things around a little bit and and I think the Brewers are in a position to win any game that he pitches in really he keeps them in the ball game he did that today and again I I think uh, offensively it does affect how a pitcher pitches it does when you pitch with a Two, three, four run lead. It's a little bit more relaxing. I, I think. Um, I think everybody in and around the baseball industry would admit that to you. That you know, you can take more chances that way. You're certainly uh, not going to nibble at all. You're going to be a little bit more aggressive. And you know, Brett Anderson probably would have would have had a different fate here if the Brewers' offense could have come through with a couple of big hits. It's all would have taken. I mean, it's not like you were chasing. You know. A, seven-run deficit in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth innings. But Anderson has really been somewhat impressive. And and I think it's a one-and-done type of sign for the Brewers. But uh, let's hear from the Brewers' left-hander as he got himself into trouble uh, in the in the uh, final stages of his outing here. Did allow four runs. He's a little bit concerned about that. But overall, kept his team in the ballgame. Hey, Brett, you always want to pitch well, obviously, but in a, on a day when you're facing a guy like Bieber, do you feel like you have to be even that much better? Um, yeah, I mean, you try not to dwell on who you're pitching against, you know, on the other side because you have no control over that and you have no control over your offense and stuff. So you just try to go out there and um, throw up zeros. You know, runs are going to be in a premium. Um, I would have felt a lot better about the outing if I would have kept it to two to one game. I just got to the sixth and the you know, top of the order did some damage. Pride myself on not walking people. The two walks came back to came back to bite me. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of hard contact really. You know, the second run was a guy gets jammed, and hits a swinging torque inside the line at first, and then, um, Santana swings three all and rolls the change up through the hole. And so it was it was one of the more frustrating outings I've had in a while. But um, my stuff in the first. Three or four innings is about as good as it's been all year. I just would have liked to take a soon back. And both those walks are to the same guy. Ramirez is obviously a very good hitter. He does that to a lot of guys. Yeah, I mean, I got through some really quality pitches, got to 3-2, and then through some some sinkers that were too low. And uh, obviously you don't want to put on, you know, a, a ceiling candidate with Lindor and then their big bats coming up. And, you know, and it's what you never want to do as a, as a pitcher. But, but uh other than a couple walks and a couple 
that pitches, you know, whole dynamic of the game. And then obviously their guy, I mean, it's probably one of his quote unquote first starts because he didn't go deep in the game, but he still struck out 10. He was still really good. But uh, yeah, I mean, if I could just how difficult a lineup is this to face just with their patience and a willingness to take a pitch? I know other people have been talking about how patient a lineup this is all weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, coming in today, I've had some success against them, but they, they, uh, they had a good game plan. You know, they, they stayed off some pitches a way that, you know, I normally either get swings or, you know, calls and things like that. So it's, uh, yeah, it was a good game plan. You know, Jose, like I said, had some really good bats. Battled me to three two, and I wasn't able to get that that last pitch over first striker, get him to swing at it to put it in play. But um, yeah, I mean it's a tough lineup. They uh, said they have the speed at the top of the lineup. They have big bats in the middle, and then uh, you know depending on right or lefty, they have some other guys that they kind of platoon towards the end. But uh, yeah, just the top fielder beat me today, and uh, I got a ticker kick. Yeah. Brett, you got off to a good start with establishing first pitch strikes. How how important was that just to getting into a rhythm right away? Yeah, um, I just got to try not to give up a run in the first. I think the couple of good starts that I've had, I haven't given up a run in the first, and they kind of settled me in. And uh, the rest of them, I've given up a run in the first, and it's kind of set the tone for either an okay start or not very good start. So if I just <clears throat> got to go out there and try to set the tone early and uh, get through the first, and uh, hopefully that continues to try to good things. Brett, were you having an uh, issue with the finger there? It looked like after the fourth inning, they were looking at it. Yeah, it was a weird, like weird cut of my thumb, and then I got hit in the heel, and then I kind of like twist my other ankle. So, thirty-two-year-old has to deal with. My body never feels good, but as long as nothing stands up from the rest, it's the Bayview Shade and Blind post-game show. It's time for the current electric spark of the game during today's game on the fan. Go to callcurrent.com for your superhero electricians. A 4-1 to one loss, it really challenges you to get a spark of the game with current electric, uh, your superhero electricians at callcurrent.com. I um, got this idea from our producer tonight. Sam Schmitz and Sam, I I wouldn't have thought of this, but I, I like it because, because it's a it's a Craig Council thing to do. You focus on the positives. Who's the, your spark of the game? Well, I would have given it to Brad Anderson, but I think we got to give it to Josh Lindblom today. <laughs> <laughs> the guys just said that. Yeah, we're gonna skip a start from you. We're good on on all that. But hey, he did pitch a scoreless inning today. Maybe gets on the right track. We'll see. At least there's that. There wasn't much he, to pick from today. There was, I'll tell you that. No, no, it was it was slim pickings here today. I I will say that uh, Jocelyn Bloom. Uh, we still have yet to see the best of him as a starter. He's better than this. He is. I mean, you 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 have that kind of success uh, in the KBO. It, there's something to your game. And so I, I don't know what it is. We'll wait till he adjusts a little bit. Maybe it comes down to this. You heard Craig Council talk about Lindblom being a little more aggressive. And, and that's what he was going to do. And he was today in a scoreless inning out of the bullpen. Maybe that's that's a ticket for Josh Lindblom. It's just be a little more aggressive and be aggressive right from the start. Um, walks. You heard Brett Anderson talk about walks. Isn't it funny how walks... When Brewers pitchers walk the opponent, they oftentimes come around to score. A lot of times come around to score. That's That lights the fuse. Sparks up a rally, if you will. 
That's funny how the Brewers' offense has been drawing quite a few walks, and it, it doesn't work the same. It doesn't work the same for the Brewers' offense. Ooh, tough times, challenging times. All right, we'll uh, check the Major League news and scoreboard after the break here, and then uh, don't forget, let's get an update on that uh, Bucks game as well. Sam, what do you have? Currently, right now, ninety-two to ninety-four, Miami. Uh, fourth quarter just started. We are ten minutes uh, ten minutes to go. Okay, good enough. We'll keep our eyes on that for you. No Giannis out for the rest of the game, a sprained ankle. Here the Brewers fall in Game 3. This three-game set in Cleveland against the Indians, 4-1 the final. We'll be back. Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show, and it's time to check the Major League scoreboard on The Fan. All right, final thoughts, final couple of minutes here. Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Brewers fall 4-1, to one, a tough, tough loss. I mean, it's, you know, normally if, if, if you were to tell me, yeah, you lost to Beaver that day and things like that, but no, it's how the, the way the game shaped out, how it shook out here. And, and that's, that's the problem I have. This is a winnable game. It, it clearly was a winnable game, guys. That's, you know, in a weird and... and Strange way, that's one of the things I love about this game, is that a game that you played good enough to win, you lose by three runs. That's just the crazy form of baseball. It really is. And, you know, they'll, they'll get some wins that they didn't deserve as well, hopefully, uh, with the remaining 21 games left, 18 and 21 now in the 2020 campaign, 21 to play. They're off tomorrow. They'll have a couple of games in Detroit, a two-game set Tuesday night, and then a Wednesday uh, noon central start, and then another day off on Thursday, but then the Cubs come into Miller Park. It's a uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday affair, and then the Cardinals into Miller Park for five games in three days. That is a stretch right there. Those eight games starting on Friday, I'm pretty sure will determine the outcome of the season. Would you agree with that, Sam? I mean, for the most part. Absolutely. It's do-or-die time now. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. All right, let's check the uh, uh, Major League Baseball scoreboard and news. All right, Pittsburgh comes back to beat the Reds today. Final score, 3-2 to two Pirates. Pittsburgh was trailing 1-2 to two heading into the ninth inning. Nick Castellanos recorded Cincinnati's only runs of the day on a two-run home run. He's now at 12 home runs this season. All small ball for the Pirates today is Eric Gonzalez at a sack fly to drive in the game-winning run. The Pirates in this series now tie it 2-2 two two after today. Pittsburgh now moves to 13-26. and 26. Mm. They'll start a two-game series against the Chicago White Sox on Tuesday. Cincinnati is now 18-23, and will get a day off before starting a three-game series against the Cubs on Tuesday as well. Speaking of Chicago, the only other game in the NL Central tonight is between the Cubs and Cardinals. John Lester will take the mound against Dakota Hudson tonight. First pitch is set for 6 o'clock. St. Louis is currently leading the series at 2-1 to one in this five-game series. Both teams will wrap up this series tomorrow as well. Cubs, Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers. Eh, shocking. that, uh, And the Cardinals. That that uh, we're not seeing them. Oh, we are. Sorry. Sunday night baseball. <laughs> that's the schedule. For, they, they do like a round robin of five or six teams, and that's really all you ever get. Brewers originally had the 162 played out. They were scheduled for three Sunday nighters on ESPN in like the first, what, two months of the season. It was something like that. 
But eh, so be it. Uh, they they got to go to big markets. I understand that. All right, so the Brewers off tomorrow, as I said. Back in action on uh, Tuesday, game one of a two-game set against the Detroit Tigers uh, in Detroit. The Pella win- Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show will get underway at 530 and we'll get you ready for Brewers baseball. Every game huge, guys. Every game. Hey, Braun, you've got – so you had one at bat since, let's see, last night. So when, once the game was done. So you have one at bat on Sunday, no at bats on Monday, all day off on Tuesday. Can you get three or four ABs on, on Tuesday night? We'll see. With that on-deck show, I'll have the starting lineups for you. Sam Schmitz, uh, thanks for the help today. And uh, stick around. Once that Bucks game goes final, Pick and Save Pro Hoops post-game show uh, is to follow. Is it the uh, goodbye salute to the Bucks? What's the latest score there, Sam? 197, Miami, seven minutes to go. Looks like it's going to be an incredible finish. Uh, Giannis out of the game for the rest of the game. And, uh, boy, a lot to unpack with Sparky after that Bucks game. You guys have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy your Labor Day Monday tomorrow. I'll see you again on Tuesday. And remember, despite the outcome here, as always, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 